Welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast with your host, Brian Hill, County Executive of Fairfax County, Virginia. Connect with County Leaders gives listeners the opportunity to hear County Executive Hill discussing the county's opportunities, priorities, and issues with leaders from around the county. Hello and welcome to Connect with County Leaders. I'm Brian Hill. On this edition of our show, I'm joined by Kerry Wilson, who is the CEO of the nonprofit Cornerstones and its affiliate, Cornerstones Housing Corporation. Kerry, welcome to Connect with County Leaders. Thanks so much. It's great to be here with you. Well, Kerry, we were upstairs talking about life prior to COVID. And, you know, you've had a remarkable 40-year career. And I can't believe that because I know we talked, you're not a day over 27. That's right. But you've been giving back to this community for a long time. And you started with Cornerstones, I believe, in 2001. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you reflect on who or what influenced your career path and how did you find your way to Cornerstones? Because it has been an amazing path that you have taken. Well, I'm one of those folks. My dad was a career submariner, so, um, and my mom was a teacher, but mostly, you know, she was a Navy wife and mm-hmm. moved us every two years and five kids and assorted animals. What I learned from my parents was about um, what happens my mom had to create community wherever we went, right? And, you know, helping with carpools and the families would get together for dinners or um, watching some of the younger Navy wives struggle. I would watch my mom counsel them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it reminded me, um, I, I, after school, I went to work on the Hill, worked with the American Cancer Society doing government relations work. Mm-hmm. Then I saw this opportunity to come here and to help build community right where I live, where I'm raising my kids, and see an organization like Cornerstones that does that so well. Well, you are the pinnacle of Cornerstones. I mean, you have brought it from 1970. You came in in 2001. If you brought it through COVID, you brought it to today. The people of Fairfax County, and I, you know, I'm one of the people in Fairfax County that lives here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. But, you know, Cornerstones, again, was established in, I believe, 1970. It addressed the need of affordable housing. Um, As you know, affordable and quality housing is one of the community's outcome areas in our strategic plan. As you know, we have the first ever uh, Fairfax County strategic plan. Mm -hmm. Can you speak about housing and human services programs that Cornerstones offers to support our residents as well as our community? Because it's not just about the residents. It's about the community as well, because we're setting a place, it's placemaking. Could you give me a little overview of your thoughts on that? And that's exactly right, placemaking. You know, if you're a policy geek like me, I watch the Board of Supervisors meetings. Do you really? I do. I don't even do that. Well, you know, sometimes we catch you sleeping up there, but um, (laughs) I will tell you that um, last week uh, they approved the new rest and master plan. Mm And Cornerstones was founded, um, and that master plan really speaks to the principles of a community that would think about affordable housing, recreation, what are the opportunities to live, work, and and serve in that community. And that's how we started as an advocate for housing, some Mm -hmm. of the first faith communities. But we learned over time that even with the best laid plans or community planning documents, um, there's always going to be need. So 
cornerstones pretty quickly um, supporting Fairfax County out in, you know, what was then a pretty quiet area of the county. It hadn't hit its growth in the Dulles Corridor. So we grew, you know, starting a food pantry, running child, uh, a quality child care right. center that's part of that. And I think today um, we started um, buying and preserving affordable housing um, have operated the Embry Record Community Shelter since it was established 35 years ago. So we've learned a lot over the years about not just providing housing, which is foundational, yeah. um, but also what are those other things that every family needs to thrive. Well, that plan is a very special plan, and you know, kudos to Supervisor Alcorn for for bringing that forward. <laughs> Excuse me for bringing that forward. Uh, Commissioner Carter mm -hmm. took it on and ran with it, but you know. I have to personally thank Sinclair Williams as well as Chris Caperton for being the staff to help embody that plan yeah. and to move that plan forward with the overlooking or overarch of Supervisor Alcorn and people like you yeah. that were trying to build a different type of community as we move forward into the 22nd century. Think That's about right. That, right? And ha and having have a new blueprint yeah. to take us the next steps. Well, you know, the Board of Supervisors in Fairfax County uh, Redevelopment and Housing Authority have worked to, together with state and federal housing, uh, federal funding sources to provide more than $94 million. Again, I'm going to say that again. $94 million in financing resources dedicated to affordable housing. What does this investment and support mean to Cornerstone's affordable housing goals? Because yeah. you have goals as well as we do. Ours, ours is... I think 5,000 in 15 years, I think we're going to blow that out of yeah. the water. And 10,000 now with the chairman saying, right. you know, we're doing okay, let's up the goal. Right. Um, uh, you know, two things there. Um, one, the the chairman made the mistake, and you all have asked me to co-chair the Affordable Housing Advisory the Council. never makes a mistake. <laughs> Let me just say that. that. Jeff does not make mistakes, okay? So <laughs> it has been my honor to serve as chairman of that uh, housing Council, which is really looking at exactly what you said. What is the progress we've made with the housing strategic plan? And then in turn, what are the resources that are available right. for us to build that housing? Housing for the most vulnerable, special needs housing, which is really where cornerstones, that's our work. But also as we start to look at what is the range of, of affordable market housing, workforce housing that is needed here in the county. And I'll tell you, it's not just about the money, but we do need the full two pennies of the, the, the fund to really do what is um, possible here to develop, meet, meet that 10,000 mm -hmm. plus goal. But it's also about um, really great strategies like using public land. And so we're partnering with Fairfax County on a strip of land that was unbuildable, but we're going to build 33 homes for people who right now are unhoused living on the street. And they're going to be there with the kind of services, with support from the Community Services Board and Health Department. And, um, you know, I can't wait till we cut the ribbon on that and welcome those folks home. You know, when you, when you say that, it makes me think about a conversation I had with Joe Mondoro in his office prior to him leaving uh, the county. And Joe and I talked about, I need to know all of the open land that we have in the county. And we came up with this big spreadsheet, and I believe... The parcel that you're addressing was on that spreadsheet, and it makes me, you know, six years later, it makes me feel very, very happy that we were able to even get to that point. Mm -hmm. And again, it tells you about the, the great strength we have in Fairfax County, the great leadership, the, strate the strategic vision that we're using to make it better for all as opposed to just for one. 
Exactly. So again, um, that kudos to Joe and, and our team there. I, I really, I remember that day. And it, it, it kind of dovetailed about a couple emails you sent me in that year, which I'm not going to go on air about because they were interesting emails to say the least. And, you know, Brian, did you see my email? Yes, ma'am. So, um, But we're all getting it done and couldn't do it without the county. Well, the county, I think this is one of the best counties in America um, when it comes to understanding that the world is changing. You know, when you have a county that's majority minority per se, Mm -hmm. but we're still somewhat affluent with our wealth. So we're kind of trying to make it with one Fairfax, a mix for all. And that is the beauty of blending a community, the beauty of blending a community. So, you know, what are some of Cornerstone's other strategic initiatives that you are going through? So, of course, housing is foundational. So we're we're working on that. And I will say we are um, proud to be working with the residences at the government center, too. So now when you look out your window or, you know, out the front door, um, in just a few years, you're going to have this vibrant new um, housing opportunity. Cornerstones and Innova will be part of that, creating childcare opportunities and community um, activities, other community needs, healthcare needs. So we're excited about that. Um, one of the things that, you know, again, we started looking at these housing opportunities before COVID because we know housing solves homelessness, housing meets a lot of those needs. But a couple of the other things we're doing, um, very exciting, again, with the county's investment, (laughs) we're going to be opening a new food warehouse, a a rescue center um, on the north uh, end of the county that is going to serve as a hub for other, all the food service, whether it's nonprofit organizations, faith communities, and others to come and pick up food. We can get redistribute and get it out to people. Because what we learned during the pandemic, you knew it. You know, kids are home from school where they depended on getting a couple meals a day. Mm -hmm. Um, We have seen such a great need as the supplemental SNAP benefits have gone away. Um, I believe there's enough um, wealth in this and enough interest that we can end hunger. We just have to be smart about engineering, you know, where's there an opportunity to rescue and how do we get it out to the people? Yeah, I don't think think people realize the... uh I don't want to say this in a bad term, but the girth of Fairfax County, 409 square miles is a lot of miles, right? And we're at the north end of the community. We're probably going to have to look at bringing in satellite areas so people don't have to go as far to, to pick up food. You know, when you talk about the residences, too, because we do have a one, but the residences, too, uh, Supervisor James Walkinshaw went forward with this project. Many people thought he was... It wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great idea because if you see what he has done in the Braddock District mm-hmm. with, with, with affordable as well as senior housing, to bringing it here to a centrally base so they have the access to this building as well as many places to go shop, not too far. It's a great idea. So, you sure know, we, we're, we're looking at the, the change in SNAP benefits. And when I say change, the amount of people that added to the roles – you know, we're looking at uh, the Department of Family Services led by Michael Beckett, who's going to be providing the board update in October on where we are mm-hmm. with Medicaid expansion and, mm-hmm. and such. So we have a lot of things that we're still yeah. working with with COVID. See, COVID, to me, I said COVID-60 at one point, and Supervisor Growth asked me, what does that mean? And I said, well, you know, 19, 20, and 21. 
I'm at the 105 now because mm-hmm. I had to add 23 because the remnants of COVID are still going on. When They're you still about, here and will oh. be for a long time to yeah. come. <clears throat> and so, you know, catching up, yes. Inflation, yes. Affordable housing, yes. All of that is a tad amount to what we've had to deal with since April of 2020. And people need to understand, we all need to understand, I think within county government as well as staff, COVID is here. We have to change how we do business. Mm-hmm. If we change how we do business, if it's not the right way to do the business, guess what? Pivot and change it again. Exactly. Because we can't keep doing the same thing and expect a, a different result, right? right. But Pivot but, was the um, word of the year, right? Yep. And being flexible, but also such smart planning that went on during COVID to really think ahead about, you know, people that were losing jobs or income, the kids who were out of school. And I don't think, um, I, I don't know that our neighbors, I don't know that our community understands um, how much was done by the county and its nonprofit partners, the whole community yeah. to really um, save you know, our economy, to save families, um, and it was focused, yep. and it was thinking yep. differently about how we got it done. <clears throat> you know, I always tell my uh, my team here that, you know, boring government, it means we're out of the news. That's good government. It's boring government. If people don't know that we're doing all these things in my world, it's good. I'm not saying that for elected officials who need to tell folks mm-hmm. what we're doing. But for us, we just need to get it done mm-hmm. and allow the good words to come from others. Mm-hmm. And you are a testament of getting it done, allowing those good words to come to you today. And I appreciate you for all you have done, but we're not done yet. We've got a lot more questions to ask you, okay? You ready? I'm ready. While the region has navigated major economic and health crises before, uh, the recent public health crisis was truly a defining moment for all of us, okay? Mm -hmm. Cornerstones and Fairfax County work very closely together, along with other human services organizations to address urgent health and wellness needs in our community. What are some of the specific ways you and your team had to pivot during Heard that word? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pivot. So you see how the way I set all this yep. up here? Okay. Yep. To pivot during and after the public health crisis. <laughs> I think, um, you know, thinking about that, coming together and say, what are the most important things um, as a community? And we said, we want to address food insecurity across the county. How are we going to get meals out to kids? But some of the things that really hit home for me as a grandmother watching my grandson home are child care centers in one of the county buildings and um, it was shut down. She had it open and safe running within three months because the kids that go to our child care resource centers, um, their parents are low income, you know, working in low income jobs. Those kids need that care. Not only did she get, um, you know, managed to do social distancing, you know, if you've ever seen, you know, three-year-olds in a scrum, you know, and trying to keep them safe, but they opened up, took unused rooms and opened up um, classrooms so kids could do their schoolwork there rather than sitting at home alone where they'd be unsupervised. Um, Just that kind of experience or putting our after-school programs online but getting grand involved um, uh, as part of our mentors. It's a nonprofit that has um, retired Fairfax County school teachers who worked in Title I schools. So they're there on the phone with these kids, staying connected with them, helping with homework, and then our staff monitoring that. There were just so many uh, incredible ways that we've learned that we can do business that way. Mm-hmm. Job training over the yeah. phone, resume building. Resume so. building, yeah. So you said seven-year-old grandson. Yes. Right? Well, you didn't say seven. I just know he's seven. I just know that guy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You want to mention his name for us? His name is Caleb 
Hey, Caleb. How you doing, Caleb? I just want to make sure <laughs> Grandma put you out there, Caleb. And he's in second grade? He's in second grade right. at Lake Ann in Reston. Okay. See, Caleb, I, Grandma was supposed to give you a shout-out in the first segment. <laughs> segment. She waited until segment six, but it's okay. He's, he's still loved. Yes. <laughs> So recently, uh, we implemented a pilot program to offer travel training and transit cards to underserved, un- sorry, underserved residents. Um, can you speak more about this initiative and other initiatives that support the One Fairfax policy? You know, um, one of the things with all the talk about you know Silverline metros coming and, um, but in communities and the yeah. neighborhoods we work with. You know, metro seemed inaccessible to people. Um, taking a bus to work can be an hour and a half from Herndon mm-hmm. to get to Dulles. And there's just not a lot known about how to do that. So working with um, the Dulles Area Transportation Authority, with Fairfax County, putting together a program where we're getting people um, transit cards, smart trip cards, but more importantly, teaching them, showing them the routes. They become ambassadors out there and getting more folks out there um, taking advantage of, of you know, public transportation, um, learning about the opportunities that await yeah. them on the other end of a metro ride. And you know, it was featured in um, El Tiempo Latina. Yes. And so that was um, pretty exciting. You know, it's, it's interesting that you said uh, metro, 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 and we had a conversation in my office about metro. And I don't think people really understand the fact that it's an equity issue for us here, right? right. We're doing uh, smart trips and fare cards and such, and I believe the metro director at one point told me the reason why we can't have uh, the same rate or $2 or flat fee rate is an equity issue. And I'm looking at him like, well, if it's an equity issue, we should be really thinking about it because the equity issues are now in all communities. It's just not in the center. That's right. And give people what they need, you know. Yeah. To, to get by. And I, I love that program for, again, another way of sort of solving something mm-hmm. and sort of getting mm-hmm. people back to work in different ways. Yeah. If we can't and, get them to work, yeah. they're not going to be able yeah. to go to work. So how are you going to say it's an equity issue yeah. by just centrally? It should be more, more folks should be having the opportunity to move around in our region because it's a great region. It is. And there's plenty of opportunity. Um, and I think that's another area where the county started this program called Opportunity Neighborhoods, right? Building on, and I think of it as, you know, how do we create the conditions um, in our neighborhoods where every child and youth can thrive? And mm-hmm. it's about bringing people together, and mostly it's about listening, that's listening right. to our neighbors, our parents. And we have the privilege of working in Herndon and Reston um, in those initiatives. And just last week at the Herndon Town Council, our neighborhood ambassadors um, and staff um, presented and the town council adopted a plan they had taken um, forward. They were worried about, you know, youth engaged in gang activity, crime, not, um, you know, skipping school. Right. And they came up with a program to um, allow more kids and families to participate for a reduced fare at the Herndon Community Center. You know, they're changing neighborhood. They're going to build a neighborhood um, to give more people play activity. This is just starting to give um, over to our residents mm-hmm. um, the power to say what they need and want from their community, from their government, and, you know, being part of that change. So, well, again, you know, you're talking about critical partnerships, yeah. right? And you guys have strengthened partnerships in nonprofit organizations, uh, faith-based organizations and civic groups to provide services to our community. You have been the pillar, the stalwart of trying to move that forward. 
how do you think we can do better to strengthen those partnerships? Because we have a lot of nonprofits. We have a lot of faith base. We have a lot of everything here in Fairfax County. Have you reflect on the 40 years that you have worked with Cornerstones? What can we be doing better? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. don't make it just because of COVID. What can right. we do better? Because the better we do, the better everybody else does. Yeah. Sometimes, and COVID reminded us, sometimes you just have to take a step back, sit down and talk to one another, mm-hmm. get outside those procurement things and just brainstorm what do we all know and how could we solve this together and include the community mm-hmm. in that. Um, I think that's been something we realize we'll never have enough funding. Um, by the way, we only um, have 50 percent government funds. We leverage every dollar that you all invest in us, which means there's room for more. But what that means is that we're bringing more partners and businesses to the table, people who can think through um, some of these challenges that you know we're not doing yeah. better. So we need to do that. And, Brian, I think for um, old-timers like me and others, you know, I've been around for a while, but I've I've really learned, and I think the most important thing is we have to be more brave. You know, we have to to call out each other, call each other in. Sometimes things aren't going as well as you would want. Even your strategic plan is very thoughtful. Um, Sometimes we see problems. Let's be honest about that, Mm -hmm. and let's say, what is it going to take— to have Fairfax County continue to be this thriving, this great community that, you know, I've lived in since 1976. And so those are things I see and what I hope for Cornerstones in its next generation to be brave, to rely on the folks at the front lines um, and to keep working to change those policies and systems that really have prevented people um, from realizing their own family success. You know, you said something to me that this resonated. Sorry, you say a lot of things that resonate, (laughs) but so I just want to say this to you. Thoughtful partnerships is something that we really need to delve into. Um, As we went through the strategic plan, we tried to have partnerships. I'm thinking the better terminology should be thoughtful partnerships because we are trying to place economics into the aspects so folks can thrive. This is why we created the Department of Economic Initiatives. And I have a lot of, I get a lot of pushback around the country, especially when I have to go speak about one Fairfax and what we're doing here. And they say DEI. And I'm like, I don't know what that means other than economics, Department of Economic Initiatives. And I said, why do you say economic initiatives? So if I don't have any money to give these folks, they can't thrive. Guaranteed income. That was- can't thrive. Right. Yep. So that department was set up and scalable to ensure that small businesses could have more jobs for folks like the folks that we're trying to deal with That's at right. this juncture. So thoughtful partnerships is what I'm really, really looking for as we move forward. And then the being able to take the strategic lens and change the way we talk to each other as well as change the way we make decisions. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't have a framework to make a decision, we're never going to be strategic and we're never going to be one fair facts. And unfortunately, we're never going to have thoughtful partnerships. That's right. Okay. I just You got a plan. We can get there. I know we can. Oh boy, I tell you, it's put a lot of years on me getting this here. I'll tell it's, you that. 
It is probably, um, you know, it it is probably one of the um, hardest times that I've seen in my 20-some years here in terms of just rising rents, rising need, yeah. more housing needed. Even with all the great things we're doing, I, I think we have to acknowledge that your staff are exhausted, my staff are exhausted because you were all, everybody was leading, but we still have to plan for what's 10 years down the road. We have to plan for the exactly. future, and um, that's what it takes, and it's good to be able to do it with a partner like the county. Yeah, I think this county's done great. The Board of Supervisors have allowed us a lot of a lot of rope to do the things that we have done. We didn't know what was going to happen when we did things because nobody knew about COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody knows about what type of housing we're going to need 10 years from now. But if we keep studying and planning and thinking and not doing, well, 10 years are over. And guess what? We're still without the housing. Right. Right. So... I tell you, it's been a, it's been an interesting ride. Um, Cornerstones, all right, all right. Celebrated 50th anniversary in 2021. As you reflect on the past 50 years, their 50 years, because mm-hmm. you've only been there 40, so let's just talk about that. What are some of the most meaningful, positive outcomes that have been created for the community in the way Carrie wants displayed to everybody here? I think one of the things that changed cornerstones and um, certainly affected me personally is when um, Herndon in the mid-2000s had the greatest proportionate change in the foreign-born population. Mm -hmm. Totally different community. Why? Because people were coming to build out the Dulles Corridor. And we had a hundred and some people sitting around day laborers on a 7-Eleven in a neighborhood. And we got involved. Tom Rust, the mayor, mm-hmm. asked me to help and then ran for Richmond and left me holding the bag. And thankfully, the county stepped in. And we um, it was the first, I think, s- stepping out, being strategic, responding to something new in the community that Cornerstones did. And it taught us how to be brave. And that was profound because we learned so much about people who just want to work hard, support their families, and are the backbone of our neighborhoods. Um, going forward, I think for Cornerstones, again, the three things I think we can achieve, housing, housing justice for people, and, and driving that and asking for it, um, ending hunger it's possible. We can really do a lot. And again, we need to focus on the children, the future, not only you know, who's going to take the jobs, who are the people who are going to be here, who's going to be taking care of me when I'm in my old age. But I think the county, we too should be refocused on um, what we can do for kids in our community. So as we close here, you're, you know, you're saying Cornerstones needs to focus on housing, hunger and children. Yeah. That's a great way to close. And I want to say thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. No, no, this was, this was uh, obviously an opportunity for us to chat upstairs and as well as in here. You have been a pillar of this community, and I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being here. And ladies and gentlemen, Kerry Wilson, CEO of Cornerstones and Cornerstones Housing Corporation, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you to all that are listening. And that concludes today's podcast on Connect with County Leaders. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you, Brian. This has been the Connect with County Leaders podcast with Fairfax County Executive Brian Hill. To listen to other great Fairfax County podcasts, visit fairfaxcounty.gov podcasts. And for additional audio content, tune in to Fairfax County Government Radio 
at fairfaxcounty.gov radio. For more Fairfax County news and information, visit News Center online at fairfaxcounty.gov news. The Connect with County Leaders podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.